Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 43 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Zeman, and I want to welcome you back to another week of talking Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. Uh, as we do each and every week, I start off by uh, just letting you know about what's coming up for the podcast, uh, you know, the watch-along schedule and everything like that. Um, this past week I uh, uploaded part three of the four-part series with Eamon Condon uh, taking a look back at Wrestlemania 27 where The Undertaker rose from the grave to battle Triple H uh, in Atlanta, Georgia to extend his streak to 19-0. and 0. But at what cost did it give The Undertaker as he pulled out virtually all the stops to try and put Triple H down and ended up being the one not being able to walk out on his own power. So uh, me and Eamon will rejoin uh, sometime this week to bring you WrestleMania 28, the end of an era 20-0 Hell in the Cell match, which will conclude our four-part series. Uh, but then we will move on to uh, the WrestleMania matches that Eamon was live for, which will be WrestleMania 29, 30, 32, 33, and 34. So that shall give us uh, uh, at least five more weeks worth of content uh, to come to you via YouTube and the your preferred podcast platform. Uh, speaking of your preferred podcast platform, wherever you subscribe to this podcast, please leave me a five-star review, uh, and be sure to subscribe if you have not done so already. Uh, please follow me on Twitter, at CollectUpDead, and on Instagram, at CollectingDeadMan. That's where you'll find my uh, posts promoting all my watch-alongs and promoting the episodes as they go live. As SummerSlam 2001 with Randy Turco will be uh, uh, dropping sometime in the next two weeks. We'll be recording that. And um, Royal Rumble 2007 with Keegan Dimitrovic will be dropping actually this weekend. As uh, that starts off our look back at the Undertaker-Batista rivalry. So plenty of fun watch-alongs coming your way, plenty of fun stuff planned and in the pipeline. As you already know, for the past couple weeks, what I've been promoting here, uh, looking forward to having these things being uploaded for all of your viewing and listening pleasures. So um, that is all the promotion for this week. You know, you know where to find me on my uh, social media. You know to follow my Linktree page for all my links and uh, whatnot. Uh, but let's jump right into Tales from the Grave and get started on episode 43 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. Tales from the Grave. Of course, in Tales from the Grave, that's where I talk about my favorite Undertaker or video game memory. My favorite figure hunting memory, any Undertaker news or figure news that may have happened in the past week or so. 
So it is Royal Rumble season, and because it is Royal Rumble season, uh, today I want to talk about my favorite video game memories as it pertains to the Royal Rumble matches in video games. Now, one of my favorite things to do, and I know plenty of people on YouTube do it as well, and that is to watch the computers play out a Royal Rumble match on the uh, video game. Um, especially the old SmackDown games. Those are my favorite Royal Rumbles to have just the computers play it out and see them eliminate each other because of how fun the Royal Rumbles are and how quick they are as well. Uh, I know I think I've talked when I was talking about the uh, Smackdown uh, versus Raw um, look back back in November I think it was and how I said you know Smackdown versus Raw that was the game that changed the Royal Rumble mechanism that's where it gave you the um, mini game to push out people and how I said that I didn't really like that because it took away from the Royal Rumble feeling because in an actual Royal Rumble people toss each other over the ropes and then they just push each other out it's just that's why the older Smackdown games it just has a better Royal Rumble feeling and my favorite games to watch you know of course Smackdown Smackdown 2 just bring it shut your mouth here comes the pain those early Smackdown games are the best. They're the best to rewatch, especially when you can have, like, especially when the computers would, like, go on the top rope and, like, jump off and hit someone. It will knock the person right out of the ring. Uh, SmackDown and SmackDown 2 is notorious for that. Uh, or even if you jump off and they try to do a move onto somebody, it may eliminate themselves. Uh, I know I, when I played the Royal Rumble when I had these games, um... I would do stupid stuff like that. Like I would go onto the top rope, I'll try to hit somebody out of the ring and I ended up falling out of the ring. And you're eliminated. It's just stupid things like that make the game so much fun. And I know um, when I also was doing these, uh, these games and watching these Royal Rumbles and sometimes when you had nothing better to watch on TV, especially during dinner time, uh, my dad would always love um, me just plotting a Royal Rumble on the video game and having the computers battle it out. Uh, I know he used to love watching that um, when he was still with me here, uh, when he was still with us. Um, you know, he would just say, you know, when I asked him what would he like to watch on TV when we ate dinner, uh, you know, when my mom didn't have anything special to watch or he didn't have anything special to watch, he would say, you know what? Put a, put a video game on and have them play a Royal Rumble because he got a kick out of it just as much as I did of watching the computers just battle it out and do the Royal Rumble matches and just be stupidly eliminated. Um, especially uh, like No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000, those were always a fun one because those Royal Rumbles would last a little longer. Uh, so it gave, you know, it gave uh, a longer Royal Rumble to enjoy during dinner. Um, but still, those were just as quick and easy to have people be eliminated. You just toss them over the ropes, you hit them once, and they're out. That's why that Battle Royal-type match in No Mercy, um, the name escapes me right now, uh, but just have those people come one after another trying to eliminate them, you know, just like a Royal Rumble. It was so much fun trying to unlock those superstars, and there was a way to unlock them 
while trying to, you know, play a Royal Rumble type match. And it was that type of matches that my dad loved to watch during dinner. It was those type of matches I loved playing or even watching uh, when I just, you know, didn't feel like doing anything else on the video game that in that particular point. I said, ah, you know what, I just watch a Royal Rumble because it's fun. And even though I love the SmackDown vs. Raw games, I love them more than any other video games uh, out there, especially SmackDown vs. Raw to SmackDown vs. Raw 07. Um, just those early SmackDown games, the Royal Rumbles are fun. They're exciting, and they're just, you know, I just can't describe it any more than just being a fun experience uh, if you want a Royal Rumble. Because they they really they really make it feel like it's an actual Royal Rumble match without the hassle of the mini game and the uh, ring out meters and anything like that. It made it simple. It made it fun, and it made it enjoyable to watch and play. And that's why that is this week's video game memory for Tales from the Grave because it is Royal Rumble season. It is January, it is the road to Wrestlemania, and probably each and every week if I don't have a Royal Rumble memory, I'll be talking more about these video games, more about uh, having fun playing Royal Rumbles, doing those special Royal Rumble unlockables, especially when it comes to No Mercy and Wrestlemania 2000. Uh, Talk about that during the weeks uh, leading up to the Royal Rumble. Because in Taker's Mark, that's why I'll be talking about my favorite Royal Rumble matches as it pertains to The Undertaker. So, gonna give you guys a little bit of both. Gonna give you my favorite Royal Rumbles in Taker's Mark, but also in here in Tales from the Grave, and we talk about, you know, my favorite Royal Rumble experiences while playing the video games, and maybe even experiences playing Royal Rumbles with my figure feds as well. So a little bit of both sides here um, this month of January. But, you know, figure hunting memory, video game memory is playing these Royal Rumbles. It's, you know, finding these SmackDown games. And usually every time I would get a new SmackDown game um, or even, you know, get an old SmackDown game that I would, you know, buy for the first time, uh, the first thing I would do is a Royal Rumble. Because you get thirty, you get thirty superstars. You get to see how the superstars look. You get uh, you know a feel for your opponent's move sets, and you just get to have fun. You may unlock some stuff. You know if you don't know how to unlock the stuff yet, if you haven't looked online for the guides. Um, but a Royal Rumble is a fun way to start off a video game, and I usually started off every new video game that I got by playing a Royal Rumble. Because you get, you know, the the different superstars, you get a feel for every your opponents, and um, it's just enjoyable to do, and it's enjoyable to watch as well. So that is the video game memory for the week. No real Undertaker news or figure news. Um, nothing new from Ringside or Mattel. Um, the new Kane actually has been hitting a wrestling figure shop. The updated cane. Uh, I don't know about the uh, sealed cane parts from Mattel. I have not heard anything. Uh, if anybody out there collects cane, um, I know my good friend, my Canadian brother of destruction, Kane and I ten, 
Uh, I know he's trying to get some keycane parts, see if uh, they're available yet. Um, but he has let me know that Wrestling Figure Shop has the updated cane. Um, but nothing new in terms of Undertaker figure news. Nothing new in terms of Undertaker news. It is a quiet week. Of course, we are just entering the new year. So um, things are quiet. Uh, but yeah, nothing really new in terms of Undertaker news. Um, but we'll see where this road to WrestleMania takes us and the road to the Hall of Fame. Hopefully some major Undertaker news happening in the next weeks or so. Um, and I will be your source of information. So until then, let us jump right into weekly purchases. <laughs> Not weekly purchases, that's where I dig up the dead man and add pieces of Undertaker merchandise to my collection. And this week I was able to upgrade two basic figures in my collection. Basic Series 63, also known as Crazy Eyes Undertaker. Um, I found a nice mint condition one on eBay to replace the one I have in my collection that has price stickers on his face on the cardboard and also uh, not that good of a card card back figure I was able to uh, upgrade that one uh, without the plastic falling off the cardboard which is always a problem in these uh, like 2016 Mattel figures for some reason um, they like they use really cheap or bad glue that does not hold up the test of time. Uh, but luckily this one uh, is a nice uh, upgrade. And the other upgrade is Basic Series 71. Uh, the regular Undertaker, uh, not, not the Slammy Chase, but the regular Undertaker. My one uh, had some crack in the plastic bubble. But I am glad that I found another nice condition one on Macari uh, to uh, upgrade um, the one that had the crack in the plastic. So two new upgrades for my collection. Um, but yeah, very light weekly purchases this week, which is good. It's always good to have a light week, uh, especially just in case there are times that new Undertaker figures come up for pre-order or anything like that. It's good to have a light week of weekly purchases. And be sure to share with me on Twitter or Instagram your weekly purchases as well, uh, especially if it pertains to The Undertaker. I always like seeing fellow Undertaker collections, fellow Undertaker collectors, and I always love seeing if anybody has picked up anything pertaining to the dead man. So you know where to follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead or on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Be sure to share your Undertaker collections and pickups with me as well. And I'll be sure to uh, give you a shout out here on the podcast uh, to have other people go and take a look at your collections as well. Uh, so let's jump right into Taker's Mark. Where I'll be talking about my favorite Undertaker Royal Rumble matches, starting with one of the best. <laughs> Mark. Now this month is of course Royal Rumble month as we have talked in Tales from the Grave. Um, 
But in Taker's Mark, I'll be talking about my favorite Royal Rumble matches pertaining to The Undertaker. Um, not in any order, not in any type of countdown, um, but I wanted to start off with, of course, Royal Rumble 2007. The one that he wins it all, finally. After 17 years with the WWE, The Undertaker wins the Royal Rumble. I wanted to talk about this one because this is the watch-along that will be dropping this weekend with Keegan. That kicks off the uh, Batista feud look back. Um, But Royal Rumble 2007, I vividly remember purchasing this on pay-per-view with my parents. I vividly remember watching it being so excited. That whole card is a good card of matches, but the Royal Rumble match, it's stacked. It is star-studded. It is filled with Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, and really... It is such a fun match from start to finish with all the special moments you get inside this Royal Rumble match and just the names and everything that makes this moment special for The Undertaker. Um, You know, you get the final four of Edge, Orton, Undertaker, and Michaels. You know, three of his biggest rivals in the ring there with the man, with the dead man himself you get Orton who had he had a historic rivalry in 2005 you have Michaels who had his rivalry in 97 98 and of course you'll get it again in 09 and 10 and Edge who he'll have a rivalry with in 2008 but it will be considered three of Undertaker's greatest rivals in his career And you have the amazing mini WrestleMania match between Michaels and Undertaker. Two Texas uh, superstars. It's happening in San Antonio. You know, you're thinking you're going to get 10 years after 97. You're thinking you're going to get Michaels' big uh, Royal Rumble moment in his hometown. Uh, Like he'd had 10 years prior winning the championship. But fate had other plans as The Undertaker finally won the Royal Rumble match. Um, I always contended he should have won 97. It would have been great if he won the 97 Royal Rumble and then just went easily to the WrestleMania main event, which he did anyway to where he faced Sid. It would have been great if he would have won the 97 instead of Austin without that controversial ending. The controversial ending does nothing for Austin's career and it would have been so much better if he would have had Undertaker win 97 and then 07 have Undertaker be a two-time Royal Rumble winner because you could have easily had Stone Cold still eliminate Bret Hart while coming back into the ring after elimination set up that Wrestlemania match still at 13 and then have Undertaker dump out Austin in the process uh, but that was not the case we still get Undertaker as a Royal Rumble winner we get it here at Royal Rumble 2007 and of course you'll hear Keegan and myself's thoughts on the match as we rewatch the Royal Rumble in its entirety that Royal Rumble match um, if you have not seen it in a while I I highly recommend uh, you going back and watching the match it is fun, especially that classic Michael Cole call right after the great Kali has cleared the ring of who can stop 
the great Kali. And then as the gong hits, Michael Cole says, I think we have someone. You know, you have Undertaker single-handedly eliminating Kali. And then you just have the great back-and-forth action at the end between those four rivals. And it's just, it's such, it's still an amazing Royal Rumble. And I really can't say enough good things about it. It sets up a great Undertaker-Batista program that extends past WrestleMania, extends throughout the whole entire year, basically. And um, it would be nice if Undertaker, like I said, all throughout this whole uh, segment, it would have been nice if Undertaker would have had a second Royal Rumble win. But I'm glad he has won, and I'm glad it is here at Royal Rumble 2007, and it's definitely a Royal Rumble that you can enjoy. You can sit down and watch it. It does not drag. It goes quickly. It's definitely something that um, it's a different, enjoyable rumble. And all through this month, I'll be talking about enjoyable rumbles that go quickly, that do not drag, something that you can enjoy to watch. And um, so that will be on the uh, part of Taker's Mark the entire month of January is my favorite Royal Rumbles that feature The Undertaker and that are fun to watch uh, even these many years later. Uh, But that brings us to our final segment of the show, Buried Alive which is uh, where I take a weird or what the F piece of Undertaker merchandise and bury it alive to the ash heap of Undertaker merchandise history. Now this of course is probably my favorite segment of the show. Uh, just because I get to, you know, bring up a piece of Undertaker merchandise that maybe not a lot of you may know about, or maybe not a lot of you may think anything's wrong with it, but maybe after hearing my point of view, you may take a second look back at it. And this week comes to us um, thanks to Jack's Classic Superstars 2 packs that is Mankind versus The Undertaker. Uh, I believe a Toys R Us exclusive back in 2004, 2005 possibly. Um, The Mankind figure, nothing but good things to say about it. I I really love the way they portrayed Mankind here in the Jax Classic figures. Um, But Mankind is not the reason why we are burying it alive, no. It is the accessory and the Undertaker figure. Now we'll start off with the accessory. The accessory is, of course, a breakaway table, which, of course, if you know the Mankind Undertaker Hell in the Cell match, you know a Mankind goes through a table. Uh, But he does not go through a wooden table. He goes through an announcer's table. And I think that would have been a much better accessory to include in this two-pack. I think an announced table uh, would have been a fun accessory to include here. you can have each piece, you can even lay it out in pieces behind the, the uh, two figures. You know, the um, announce table itself, the legs, the uh, header board on top of the table, and he maybe even give us uh, two chairs or something like that. But I think an announce table would have been a much better accessory instead of just a plain, like, a Dudley Boys table, basically. They're basically giving you a Dudley Boys table as an accessory. 
but I announced the table would have been much better. But then we make our way to the Undertaker figure. And the Undertaker figure, you know, glancing at it, it's not bad. But I think that it could have done well with a nice soft goods entrance jacket. Uh, like the one they gave the Undertaker in that Family of Destruction 3-pack. Uh, that um, sleeveless ministry type jacket, the one he wore at King of the Ring 98. I think that would have been a nice addition to this Undertaker figure. Uh, also, we get Undertaker with that Sarah neck tattoo, which of course he has he does not uh, have on his neck until mid two thousand. Uh, so this is two years prior. Uh, this is Min this is Lord of Darkness Undertaker. So of course the, he is not married to Sarah at this time. So this is something Jax did. Um, constantly with Undertaker's classic superstars that above everything else always got on my nerves. He was he they gave it to his, they gave him the Sarah neck tattoo when he was in the purple gloves. They gave him a Sarah neck tattoo here when he is in nineteen ninety eight. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Ministry Undertaker in the three pack has the Sarah tattoo as well. So they give him the Sarah tattoo three different points of his career that he did not have it. And it's something that can be easily debunked just by looking at a photo from this time period. Um, I don't know if the promo shots, uh, I'm looking at a photo here online, I don't know if the promo shots have the Sarah tattoo, but even if they do, that's something that they should have been notified of saying that it's wrong. And it's, it's, it's just a stupid error and mistake that really does ruin the figure because it it's not in the correct era or time period. Uh, now I say I'm looking at a photo is because I do not have this Undertaker Mankind 2-pack uh, from the Classic Superstars. It is one of the ones that, uh, while moving, was damaged in transit. Uh, so continuously looking for a good deal out there on this 2-pack because no matter how horrendous it is, it is something I will need to uh, complete my Undertaker collection with. And, you know, Undertaker's, I don't know, the figures, it's not the best. But um, one of the things I do appreciate is his gear. They have him in the correct uh, sleeveless black shirt, uh, the black tights. Um, the knee pads are an interesting addition. I, he had never worn knee pads outside his tights. Uh, so I don't know why they included them on the Undertaker figure, but the two elbow pads are nice. They gave him full tattoos, which is good. Uh, the head scan is great. Head scan looks like the Undertaker. It's an amazing uh, rendition for him. Uh, but I think just an addition of a Ministry cloak and the removal of the Sarah tattoo would have made this two-pack even more uh, of a great addition to the Classic Superstars line. Um, I can overlook the table, you know, if they given those two things to the Undertaker, it would have been much better. But the Sarah tattoo, it's like giving Undertaker no tattoos or a painted on bandana that they've done before. It's such a stupid thing that they could rectify very easily, but they chose not to. And it's a ridiculous error. A lot of people may not care, but Undertaker purists, Undertaker collectors, uh, care and I'm one of them. I care. I don't like it on there and uh, but 
you know, as they say, you can't, you just learn to live with the things you cannot change. You cannot change it, but um, that is why it's being buried alive. Because it is a pack that is wrong and uh, things could have been done to make it better. Uh, but in true Jax fashion, you know how much I love Jax. They are nostalgic for me. How much I love the company and the figures they have put out. Sometimes their stuff is just, is just hot garbage. And it is hot garbage that we choose to bury alive here on the segment. And if it wasn't for Jax, I don't even know uh, some of the stuff I would talk about in this segment. So, to the Jax Classic Superstars 2-Pack Undertaker Mankind Toys R Us exclusive, we throw it to the ash heap of Undertaker history and bury it alive as we do uh, many others before it and as we will do many others after it. But that is it for episode 43 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I want to thank you all for joining me here again this week. I hope you enjoy what I put out every week. Uh, if you do, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. Please follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Uh, check out my YouTube page, Collecting Dead Man. And um, just continue to show support to this podcast any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, same taker time, same taker channel. And as we continue on that highway towards Death Valley, keep on rolling, baby. Until next week. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling. <laughs>